Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Beebs. I'm here with my co-host, Chen. Chen, how are you doing today? Oh, I got a lot to say. Uh, I'll tell I'll tell you what, brother. I'm feeling pretty good. It's as brutal as this sounds. This is the first pod in, I believe, at least over a month because of the five-game losing skid that I can be actually joyful. Like it is. Well, you always real. have prediction it Thursday is... now. Come on. Well, but in terms of the recap, it's always. Missed a couple picks, but the Packers lose. And uh, the Packers won in quite the fashion yesterday, which we'll get to later. But uh, I guess we got to recap the uh, primetime matchup, which was Panthers-Falcons with the Mariota worst throw we've seen in a while. Uh, It almost was. Yeah. I I guess my question to you is, when are we going to see Ritter? I understand they're four and six and technically still in the playoff hunt. But this was a loss that they could not have. I honestly like no. Um, you know, they went from I believe I want to say they were four and three, um, to four and six or, or somewhere around there. And, and you know, they were right around 500 the whole time. And now they're two yeah. games back off that. The Bucks got a win this week. It seems like it's swinging in the way that you know fate would typically goes for Tom Brady, as <laughs> you know. As we yeah, over the years. through history. So uh, it's a little, you know, I was really high on this team. This is just a game that they should not have lost. I, I you know, rain game, I expected the Falcons run game to be better. Just like straight up. I expected them to be better. I mean, Cordell Patterson, Patterson had he busted for me bad. He had five carries for 18 yards. I don't know why he only gets five carries. I, I don't I cannot explain that. Uh, but then, you know, you mentioned Mariota's struggles. I think that that was very evident. No, it was. It was really bad conditions. It was raining the, almost the, the, the stat line is deceiving too. If you just look at the box score, it's like the, I think it was like a ten or so incompletions he had were like bad, and yeah. well, the there stat, was like, like two picks that or should be interceptions that like hit right, in the face just, that yeah they it, dropped because it, it was wet or whatever right um, and they still won the game Panthers still won despite all that yeah and how about the how about the Panthers where, where are you at with the Panthers I still remain in the camp of I don't know why they're winning games but. I mean, they're kind of in the camp of the Colts, right? They got the interim head coach. They got something new that we haven't seen. I don't really ever think Steve Wilkes was a bad coach either. He only got one year in Arizona, so he didn't get a shot, and his quarterback was Josh Rosen, and we've seen how that <laughs> proven out. The Cardinals didn't even go all in at that time either. They were still in the rebuilding phase. It was Rosen with throwing to – I couldn't even tell you, probably 37-year-old Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah, that's what You know what I mean? And John Brown, who was – I don't even think he's in the league anymore because he's just – I think he's a sickle Brown. cell anemium. Yeah, I remember the – Yeah, the arm celebration is great, but he has like uh, the sickle cell anemia, so it just literally makes it hard for him to just get out the field, and I'm pretty sure that's why he's not in the league. Nonetheless, that team was like trying to lose. They got the number one pick the next year to get Kyler for a reason, so I don't even think Wilkes got a fair shot. And you've seen how long the leash has been for Kingsbury. Like, he, he clearly never got the fair shot and shake of 
anything. No, the Cardinals are just him, a poorly run organization. I think we can all attribute that. No, yeah, and I hope to see more on Hard Knocks uh, Wednesday to see how bad they are. They do seem like a team full of clown towns. But in terms of just Carolina, we knew the defense was at least adequate. I mean, it's definitely this season been above so. I mean, Brian Burns is just a star in the making. But they got a lot of quick corners. They got a lot of young pieces that, I mean, Jeremy Chin, Shaq Thompson's been solid. No, this They're roster quick- is not far off. It really is not. Well, it's I mean, let's, you stability can go, on the offensive side. That, you can go really check the, the receipts deal. from the preseason. I was actually fairly high on the Panthers. No, we both that, said they were like number two in the South. Yeah, because I, 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 I did not like, think that the the that Baker was going to fall off the face of the planet. You know, right. I thought he was going to be if he was comparative to what he was in Cleveland, and they still had Christian McCaffrey. And Robbie Anderson, I think that this team on paper does oh, not yeah. look bad, um, in theory, especially yeah. defensively. But yeah, they're they're pretty bad uh, offensively. I mean, Deontay Foreman, I, I think that he's very underrated. He he did this last year when he got thrown in there. He's, he's just like yeah. yeah, he's just a good running back. I think he's like I think that people just overlook him because he's always sitting behind a guy like McCaffrey or Derrick Henry. Um, and then he shows up and, and you know, goes for 31 carries for 130 yards and averages four yards a carry. Like, that's that, that's really good. So, yeah. uh, and this isn't the first week he's done that. So, you know, I'm loving the P.J. Walker story and whatnot, but I think we can all agree his ceiling is not very high. It's limited. It's limited. It is what yeah, it is. Yeah, to be honest, you know. Um, I think right now what he's done is he's earned himself a role as a backup in this league for years to come. Um, and you know what? That's you know, there's only 32 backup quarterbacks, and that's a really good spot to be. So, you know, he's going to make money for decades if he does it the right is, way. Is this fair? And again, honestly, has had a better start comparing to the guy I'm talking to or talking about Geno Smith. I mean, PJ Walker, I think if he gets time in the league. We got to think he came from, I believe, I the AAF or the USFL. Like, it was the, it was, no, he was the XFL MVP. Right. And, and kudos to him for, again, that's high level. You see a lot of guys that fell out of league playing there, but it's clearly not the NFL. And he hasn't been like a dumpster fire when he plays. Like we see the no. ceiling is kind of lower, but it's also like, well, if you just get some time to like sit, kind of develop, he's still young. You might see something down the line, but I would agree with you. That I think of, like, there's 32 backups. I'd like to have him as my backup just to see where he goes. Yeah, I, I think, think of like, a uh, a Chase Daniel-esque kind of career. No, like well, Chase Daniel, I mean, he, he just gets paid. To, I haven't seen that dude on the field besides the Herbert, which threw two passes, and he's like, yep, time to go back and collect my check. <laughs> I mean, that's gotta be the sweetest gig you know really i mean i would i would say geno smith was right in the category with chase daniel until this year so you know for sure i I would agree i think that's a fair ceiling for pj walker maybe 10 years down the line but you know he also could just not be that good and then get cut yeah see the other side of it but yeah but um, i mean having a 300 yard game with carolina in the midst of all that's going on i I give him credit for that, and yeah, I think maybe situational. Like I think like Tyler Huntley is a good example with the Ravens. Like you yeah. clearly see if he didn't have Lamar in front of him, like if he was on a team. Like I think he's better than like Brissett with the Browns. I think Huntley on the Steelers would be a starter right now. Carolina, I think he'd be a starter. I yeah. think there's just names that there's dudes that are fringe guys. Um, they they necessarily don't get the starting nod because they don't have that 
draft label in terms yeah. of Huntley was undrafted. PJ Walker was clearly undrafted. Um, and they don't get that long of a leash. But yeah, no, I, we can move off of PJ Walker <laughs> at the end of the day. It's very unlikely he grows into a Geno Smith story, but ultimately done a lot better the job than I think anyone could have anticipated. The fact yeah. the Panthers are not the number one pick, or at least competing with it with the Texans right now, that speaks volumes. Yeah, I think it also shows that they are not interested in Bryce Young. <laughs> no, no, I don't think they are. And at this point, it kind of looks like it's Texans are going to have their pick, whether it's Bryce Young or Stroud. I don't think the next – the Raiders honestly might be at number two right now because the Lions just went against the Bears. I do. So I, I, uh, yeah, okay, so here's the stat regarding next year's – the crazy stat. Uh, the Saints, Broncos, Rams, and Browns all don't have their picks next year. Okay. Oh, boy. Those picks are Philadelphia via New Orleans, which is fourth right now. Whoa. Seattle has the seventh pick from Denver for Russell Wilson. Detroit yep. has the eighth pick from the Rams for Jared Goff. And Houston has the ninth clip, the ninth from Cleveland for Deshaun Watson. So the Texans, so the Texans could have two top ten. Top the Texans 10. could have two top ten picks. Um, and then Philly could go to the Super Bowl and have a top five pick. So which is um, unreal. Yeah, we, we could talk about draft stuff. A little bit later, but yeah, it, it's, it's a, I agree with your statement. The Texans are going to have their pick, and um, as are a couple other teams who are better than they should be, right? And honestly, Texans could get a lot for that number nine. They get their guy, and another team moves in to get Will Levis, or yeah, I mean, that's like these guys three TCU. times the value they give up for DeAndre Hopkins. So, yeah, as long as they just you know, don't just mismanage a, that, that trade him for David Johnson. Nonetheless, we'll move off the primetime crapshoot because it was... Yeah, uh, we've talked a lot about Geno Smith. Smith. Let's talk about uh, the game <laughs> in Germany. Yeah. I, I'm going to be brutally honest. I definitely slept through this and did not watch it. So I will be box scorer. And uh, that's fair because, <laughs> ironically, I was up at like 6.30. I went back to bed, but then I was like awake by 8. So I actually did tune into this. Because okay. I was like, well, you know, I, I kind of want to see if Tom Brady and things can right the ship. And they did something mind-blowing, like completely unfathomable for the past five or six weeks. They ran, they ran the, ball. the ball. They ran the football. <laughs> Tom Brady turned around and gave it up. And what did they do? They beat the Seahawks in a neutral site, and a lot of people could consense that Seahawks probably the number three or four, maybe five team at the worst in the NFC right now. Right, I mean, standings-wise, there's no lie there. And quite frankly, even I think it was like Friday or Saturday, I actually watched a deep dive on Geno Smith because, again, no one predicted this coming into the yeah. season. I was like, he's got the highest completion percentage in the NFL. It's third all-time. This is at 73%. If it continues, it'll be third all-time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, like it's that good. And but in the deep dive, they're going over like he's making throw like gutsy throws. Like it oh, wasn't yeah. just this dink and dunk. Like he's just beating teams with his brain, which is nuts because a lot of that is coaching as well. I don't know if you saw the uh, 
Pete Carroll wristband comments, the back and forth with Russ. But ultimately, after seeing that, I was like, oh, this might be a game. And it's not that Geno played bad. It was just more of we saw kind of what the Buccaneers looked like last year. Like it was more complete team. The defense showed up. Well, I believe all Bucks were it. up and, and the Seahawks kind of came roaring back a little bit. They did. They, they made it competitive. But early on, it was like, geez, like this is the team that has been, you know, atop the NFC. I understand it's it's Brady. You know, he's usually competitive with every team, but. Yeah, so so it took it took ten weeks for for the old the old quarterbacks to warm up here. Hey, I and mean, we saw it with Raj. <laughs> I mean, the only guy that's falling behind is Stafford, but even Matt Ryan, like you saw him get a little juice in that you know almost forty yard run. Uh, I think some of these guys, I don't want to say, oh, it took them time to warm up, but it. <laughs> No, you kind of did. Like, no, it in the week did. 10, like, they're just bad. Man. Yeah, <laughs> we can say up. that. But I don't ultimately, want a quarterback on my team that takes 10 weeks to get warm. But after here's being okay, in the okay. For 20 years. I will say, I will say this like about like Matt Ryan. Like, I actually still think he should be a starter. As controversial as that might be because of the decision Frank Reich made, he's clearly a better quarterback than Ellinger. Um, Tom Brady, just a, a stat that I thought was telling, when he throws for more than 40 times this year, the Buccaneers are 2-5. and five. And when it's under 30, they're 3-0. No. So it's uh, more – yeah, like it's one of those stats that – all right, and I don't know where the – Well, this is what we've like been preaching with the Bucs. We've but, talked about the Bucs every week. I mean, like, why is Brady throwing the ball 70 times? Yeah, they don't need the to. Ball. This they, is they, they, they really don't need to. Yeah, and, and so it's it was nice to see that. Um, it, and it wasn't even Leonard Fournette. I, I mean, he got a hit pointer. He was probably – they say he's going to come back next week. We'll see. But I think it was Rashad White. He was a rookie this year. He, he looked good. I mean, I he do was wanna, moving I do the sticks say, consistently. I do still have my reservations about their offensive line. Um, I don't think Seattle has the best defensive front. Yeah, I would concur. And if if Tampa goes and plays, I mean, and you who's I mean, they play the Eagles. They're not going to be able to run the ball against them. You know, they've shown they can't. They could run the ball against the Steelers or the Panthers. So I, those issues are still there. And while they might be able to, you know, if they commit to running the ball, they will do it better, which they haven't done. I think um, that's. The key. I think the the problems are still evidence, and I I do want to pump the brakes a little bit. I'm not ready to just throw the Buccaneers. Oh, they're back. They're, you know, they're going to run. No, no. They're they're still five and five. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. But the, the reality is they're going to be in the playoffs this year. And again, if they figure out that. Well, it goes back to what I said last week from, from Nick, Wright. Uh, Brady's going to find a way. He's going to win eight or nine games. He's going to get into the playoffs. He's going to host a playoff yeah. game, and then he's going to host Geno Smith in the playoffs. He's going to beat him. He's going to go play Daniel Jones and then probably play Jalen Hurts in his second playoff year, second year starting yeah. the playoff. Or Kirk Cousins, you know, whoever it is. And it's like, right. wow, wow, must be nice for, for Tom Brady to yet again. Well, in all seriousness, it's got to be acknowledged, the fact that the Buccaneers, especially after seeing what they did on a neutral site, they're not going to be an easy out. Like it's it's gonna be a competitive game. It's gonna we'll be down see. to the wire. We'll, well see. I, and yeah, it is gonna be a we'll see. But 
Ah, uh, it, it, it's we saw a lot of teams. If you just commit to running the ball, even if it's not ripping off 10, 20 yard runs, the four or five yards consistently so you can at least incorporate play action and not yeah. teams just put four guys, you know, hand in the dirt and go. I mean, yeah. you, you got to keep t- teams thinking. And the Buccaneers well, I, I just felt like they were just drop back pass all the time. But yeah, no, I'm all. I have a question for you. So this was, uh, I believe it was Richard Sherman was saying this. No, it was Ray Lewis. It was Ray Lewis was saying this. He's, he was talking about young quarterbacks and their takeover um, and how mobile they are. And he said, he said, uh, pocket passers are going extinct because the pocket is collapsing faster than we've ever seen. That's a very solid take. And I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's wrong, I, but I think that that shows the the Tampa's struggles this year. If that makes sure. sense, because you get I, guys, I would, yeah. you're seeing guys now, like even not even like this Vic S guys, like Lamar. I wouldn't even put Lamar in this category. I'm talking about guys like Burrow, Herbert, even Fields to an extent, who are like better passers. They're they came out of college as passers first. But they have that bonus ability of escapability. I think Fields is more runner, but yeah, that's I, not I what he was coming out. That's not what he was uh, coming out of college. He was because he went to Ohio own. State. Well, he, he uh, but ran, that's what I'm saying. Like these guys, you know, when Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson were like drafted, it was like, oh, that's a running quarterback. Like I think that Fields is blossoming into this running stuff right now. Because and we can talk mm. about it later, but because they have nobody to throw the ball to, so right. Like, I think that they're figuring that out. And so, you know, another example would be Rodgers, maybe not this year, but the last 10. Just that extra escapability that Manning, Brady, Cousins, Rivers, Ryan did not have, Breeze did not have, uh, and just a change, just a change in Mahomes has it. That's why, you know, Josh Allen is a better runner than he is a passer at some points. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like for sure. Um, while po- while the idea of standing in the pocket and making a throw is never going anywhere, and it's at the core of being a quarterback, um, the bonus of being able to extend a play by sometimes even two, three steps just to make to get to that window to make that throw, you know, Mahomes with a sidearm or something, you know, find that some guys still find the check down, but like it, it's the quarterback position is changing, and I, and I wonder if that's why we've seen the struggles with Brady this year. And Rodgers. That's the thing. Uh, but that's the the struggles with Stafford is it all could it all it all goes back to the he's been he's in my opinion been inconsistent. Yeah, and he's been line. inconsistent throughout his career, depending on the situation. But I, I don't I'm not gonna get behind the narrative and even Rogers, like stat-wise for their own numbers, yes, are gonna be down because they're old, but in terms of like efficiency with the rest of the league. They're still in the upper half, like, and that's why no, I'm, I'm I agree with you. I, I'm not. Stinked. I'm just kind of no, and I'm not going to the quarterback position. And I'm bit. not going to sit here and act like having the mobility and escapability is not a bonus because it is. Mm-hmm. However, Tom Brady does have seven Super Bowl rings. One of them was, I believe, two years ago, and I, I mean. No, I think it just shows yes, the importance of all line at the very at the very least. It, it is definitely the, it is an important thing, but even like Geno Smith, like I it always circles back to Geno, but like he's <laughs> he's not he's not fast. 
He's not. I mean, Tom he's Brady. more. He's more mobile than Brady. He's more yeah, like yeah, that. Brady. Aaron Rodgers' ability of like can go get you ten yards if there's nobody in front of him. Yeah, I think that's needs right. to step up, get out of the pocket. He can, and really, at the end, I think that's really all you need. You don't need like an athlete at quarterback, but you need a guy that. Well, can Mahomes. Move. You can't have a statue. Yes, you you can't Mahomes. have the, the days of a Philip Rivers, Tate Manning, Tom Brady. I'm not going to be like are completely over because if they're that smart and that good at throwing the football and getting tight windows, they'll find a way to win. It's yeah, just you've seen I the prospects it, coming up though. Like they, they're just not. No, the you don't find changing. them these days. Yeah, like when college scouts are scouting, they're not looking for that. Yeah. So it's just something you're probably not going to see a whole lot of. And I think just at the end of the day, once you see Brady and Rogers and all those guys pushed out. You think of like the next group and well, I don't elite quarterbacks we talk Herbert, about. They all Mahomes can move. or Burrow to be like that's what I consider to be a modern pocket passer, but they're not right. like the Mannings of the past. Not they just, even they just stand back there and pick you apart yeah. mentally, but like you know they're they still got that four force. six four yeah. seven speed. Yeah, like, they're they're they, they can back still there. move. You know Tom Brady ran like a five two. At the age in the peak, he of ran his, what I ran in high school. Like, yeah, that's, like come on, yeah. like that's yeah. that's so, like, bad. That's you slow. can say like, oh, it's it's the youth. You know, they're just you know they just move more because they're younger. Like, no, they're literally more athletic than, than these guys were twenty years ago when they were in their right. prime of their you know peak physique. Um, and it's, it's just time. like the, the position has changed. Um, but I think I thought it was a very interesting quote from from Ray Lewis because I do think that the evolution of pass rusher. Is another great topic of discussion that has we're oh, seeing absolutely. more, more and more every year. Well, look, just... look at Buffalo. I mean, you look at their their front seven. There's times Von Miller's not in the game; they're still getting pressure. Yeah, like there's teams that have rotations of guys. Yeah, well, that when are it in used there. to be like, oh, we're playing, we're playing Lawrence Taylor this week. Like, you know, yeah, he's in every night this week, right? Like, you know, yeah, we got we to look out two or three times a year. Now it's like every team. They don't have that one guy. They've got like three or four tier guys, and just like designated the pass of a starting pass rusher has been elevated so much. Um, I would argue it's Absolutely. probably why scoring is down this year. I, I think that that's like we're seeing defenses catch up to offenses since all those rule changes. Uh, I don't know how many years ago it was, but since all the pass interference rule changes and whatnot, um, we're seeing yeah. defenses finally catch up. Well, we've seen offenses, you know, a couple years ago, they made the switch from Saints are a great example of Taysom Hill, but 49ers like Debo Samuel, even yeah, like the, the idea just, of gadget guy. Yes, the gadget guys, the positionless guys, the Cordell Patterson's guys that you don't know where the ball is going. You make it difficult for defenses. Now it's all right, defenses are coming out usually with five defensive backs whether it's a third yeah. corner a third safety and, and a third too, nickel they'll guy go, they'll go too high safety as well um, right and usually that slot guy can still tackle he can still hit you look like jalen ramsey with best corners in the nfl he's like six two or six three like yeah. these dudes they're not just like Deion sanders can only cover and they're, they're locking your guy down sure but they're not going to make plays and now it's Every all 11 of those dudes can shed blocks. Like it's the defense, I would agree, are catching up. They're becoming more versatile. 
And it's going to translate in terms of just scoring will be down. We'll see if that continues the next couple of years. Well, but... I'm sure there'll be another, like, this is just the way the league works. There'll be another offensive evolution that uh, defenses have to take time to respond to, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, the, I think it's going to circle it, back it to like the, I would agree. I really do we, think it's going to, but like, it's going to start to go back to the 80s back to it, but it'll be different because it'll be an Arthur Smith style running attack where they're doing all yeah. these creative different ways to get to like, Oh, we're going to shift this guy here. And then we're going to have this receiver convert who he could go line up out there and be just as effective. But then we also have Caleb Huntley to lead block or we can hand it to him and Mariota's a running back. Like it's not going to yeah, be like, just... Oh, turn around, hand the ball to Walter Payton off the edge every single play. Like, while wow, the run no, percentage it's... might go up. The schematics are always evolving. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's very very good talking point. Uh, we we can pan into the noon slate because we yeah. basically just kind of covered a lot of uh, why these games turned out the way they did. I yeah. mean, we saw a lot of it this week. Um, but let's yeah, I don't kick know it off. First let's kick it slate. off. Yeah. So we we mentioned Justin Fields. I want to ask. <laughs> you want to go right there? Yeah. Yeah, I want to go right here because um, I. I what more can a person do at some point? At some point, you've genuinely it, – it really appears at this point he's carrying this team and they just cannot get over the hump in the win column. Oh, yeah. And let's – Are they 2-0? The easy... here's, here's the question I'll ask for you. Are they 2-0 the last two weeks if they don't trade Rokon Smith? Rokon Smith. That, I was about to give you the simplest answer in the world. Yeah. If you keep Robert Quinn and Rokon Smith on that defense, they're not giving up 31 points to the Lions. Yeah. I understand this Lions team was better. Yeah, the Cairo Santos missed that, that hurt. But at the end of the day, if the Bears are putting up 30 on you, you're not winning the game with the roster they had going into this year. You get rid of your better, probably the best pass rusher on that team and Roquan Smith. Like, that's not only a completely different defense. It, like, you just shot that from top 10 in the league to, like, bottom 10 mm-hmm. and so not only have they completely changed the way they play but it's honestly conducive for what the bears are trying to do they just lost the game that a lot of people like they shouldn't have lost at home whatever as a Bears fan i don't think i care no you're seeing that justin fields and that's why can do something that's with why nothing traded roquan smith i think that they they looked at the long-term structure of the team and they were like we he doesn't really want to be here anymore or he did, yep. but but you know, then he requested a trade. And we why waste the cap? Don't think we can pay him, and we'd prefer to go get some offensive weapons because we're severely lacking. So they kind of transfer right. the cap in that sense to the offensive side of the ball. Uh-huh. They made the move for Claypool, who we've yet to see be a significant contributor, but I don't think he I think he's just that's more of a depth move, if you ask me, which is you know, he's he's never we know oh, for, for the Bears, that's a one or two. Yes, but, but but we okay, he's a two, but he's never gonna be, you know, oh, we traded we drafted Justin Jefferson, right? He's not gonna be that. He's not gonna be Jordan no. Pickens either, you know. Like no. you know, he's not a number one guy, I would agree. So but it's a depth move. And you're you're improving. They they greatly improved the quality of their receiving room. Let's let's just call it what it is. You know, they had Darnell yeah. Mooney, who was struggling as the number one guy, and now you had another guy who's a viable one guy option. either. Yeah, he's a viable option though. So you improve the depth. They looked at the long term structure of the team. They said this is not our year, and um, we're going to run with Fields no matter no matter what next year, and we're going to trade Roquan and get this offense. 
Then they got the blessing of fields the last however many weeks erupting <laughs> and, and just having a complete breakout run um, to becoming fantasy, fo- fantasy football-wise the number one quarterback. Um, you can argue. I, I think there's still uh, on the field issues. Um, I don't want fantasy to be the number one talk of this show, and, and I think that it gets overhyped and, and ruins people's perception of real football. Look at the Falcons and look at Kyle Pitts, and, and people will say Arthur Smith is a bad coach, and that's just not true. Yeah, no, yeah, it's just, like that's yeah. it's just not true. And so I, I think that fantasy dominates media narrative sometimes. And uh, Justin Fields, I still have on the field concerns. That pick to Jeff Lakuda was brutal. Okay, that and it was so poorly timed. It was so like that is the worst possible thing you could have done right then and there. And granted, he but it all gets erased because then he comes back the next play and runs for a seventy-yard touchdown. So it's like you give and you take. He's a young quarterback. So my question to you is, I guess I don't even really have a question because you answered it. But um, where are you at with Fields? Do you have any concerns, or are you all gas no break at this point? Um, yeah, yeah. If I'm gonna be completely honest with you, and this should speak volumes considering I'm a diehard Packer fan, as we've seen, like even I got luck, and I'm gonna say I got lucky because we're gonna we're gonna get into that later. But uh, the Packers, they're my team, and so in terms of Bears, I'm just gonna buy crap on them when I can. Yeah, that rest of the team is garbage. That defense is garbage. I can't wait when the Packers play them again. It's gonna be an easy run through. Oh, but Fields, the fact his best and most reliable target has been Cole Kmet. Dude's he's a solid tight end. He's great. But that is like his most reliable, consistent target. And he's still – you got to understand, it's like we're in week 10 in the NFL season now. You know when you play the Bears, their biggest problem that's going to hurt you is Fields running, and he still is ripping off 60-yard touchdown runs every week. I don't have much more to say. Yeah, they can't go through the air, but we've been over that. They don't have true weapons. Even they yeah. traded Claypool, and they can't even get him the ball either. I think the core and of that my, could be on Claypool or whatnot. That's the but, core of my concern, and I'm not. We're not going to get an answer this year. We're not. We're going to get an answer feels, next like, year if they bring he... in some people. We will. But you had talked about it earlier in the show. You said coming out of college feels like. His arm was a strength. His accuracy was never yes, talked about as a problem. Like Lamar Jackson had more issues coming out of college. People are saying he turned wide receiver and whatnot. When he ran around the same 40 times as Fields. And so Fields, in terms of do I have any like worries about him at this point? No, I think he's most in terms of the class he came out of, he's the number one guy right now. That's, and, well, that's undeniable, especially after right. another week of a peak performance. Well, I think Lawrence had a good week this week. Um, it's not Fields, especially no, with the not, way that he's got. He's not I taking think. over games like Justin Fields is. But I, yeah. I will say this. I, I I still am concerned about, ironically, I said this coming out of college, Fields as a passer, I think for me to be fully bought in, he needs to get to where, you know, I think of like Lamar's first couple of years before he won his MVP, right? Everybody was just just hammering him. And I don't think Fields is quite as bad as Lamar was as a passer. No, he shouldn't but I'd be. I'd love to see be. Fields get to where Lamar is now as a passer. And we're not going to know the answer until he gets a guy like Mark Andrews or, you know, a receiver one or a tight end. Yeah. 
Um, and, and, and the Bears could become a, a not a carbon copy, but a very similar style team as the Ravens. I'm also very concerned that the Bears need to find a way to retain their offensive coordinator. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but they have to do everything in their power to not have him get picked up by another team after the back half of this year because yeah. that pick, even if it involves firing your head coach and promoting him, because uh, mm. that is very clearly like a very – they are trusting the, – the relationship is building between Fields and him. And while I think it was rocky to start the year, it's hard to argue with it at this point. The number one talking point in the league, Justin Fields, has like three over 300 yards, 350 yards rushing, I think, the last two weeks. So Yeah, no, our last two weeks has been phenomenal. And yeah. I think I would agree with you in the sense if they let this offense coordinator get away, can't put my name on him either, of course. But I think they're going to get saved by that Rocky start. I think they're not going to win a lot of games from here on out. So I don't think he's going to be uh, sodded after as much. But might, in terms well, of yeah, depends. Yeah, I guess it depends on who's looking and whatnot. But for for Fields' sake, for they need sake, a true number. They need a true number one. But I would also caution this. I still, as much as we give the Lamar Jackson comparison, I think the Ravens are going to do the same thing they do every year in the playoffs. Well, but my, my point is this, is the Ravens are at least getting to the playoffs. The Bears are nowhere close. And this is true. And I think that they'll probably get in that realm next year. But you know who the Ravens are. And, and once the, we get to the playoffs, they kind of just contain thing where it's like, yeah, we'll let Lamar beat us. And it's not panned out. And yeah, it's not a, like a complete diss see, on Lamar Jackson. He's got I, Devin Duvernay as number one. I'm interested to see the Ravens. And we can, they're on their bye this week, I believe. But uh, Ravens postseason with a guy like Roquan Smith, I'm very high on. Because that has been since the departure of Lewis and Suggs. And that era, uh, that to me has been their number one, like, Oh, they're mediocre on defense and maybe top ten in offense, and like that's just never going to bode well. You got to be to go all the way. You have to be top five in both or top ten in both. And uh, Roquan Smith is that big of a game changer. I, I really think he is. I mean, he's. A guy. I, it, it's not that I don't agree with you. It's just my last, just that come to mind the playoff losses they've had. Like obviously, I believe they missed last year, but the year prior when they had Lamar, they lost to Vrabel, which. The Ravens defense, I believe, was definitely better at the time. However, it's the same kind of philosophy with the Chargers. Like, and they had Marquise Brown at the time, too. Like they had something that could stretch the field a bit better. I think what did they sign Deshaun Jackson to? Like it's uh, like yeah, it's I like, so. it's no, like him and Duvernay. Lamar like, has not, I, that, Lamar that has not had me. a perform, playoff performance where it's like this Rodgers-esque, like, oh, my gosh, he did everything no. humanly possible to win that game, and they still lost because the defense is terrible. He well, has not he, had something like that. He has not played well in the playoffs. But I, I am concerned really that Mark Andrews I, – I love the idea of your tight end being number one, but not having an outside threat to kind of at least just neutralize things on the outside for you. Like, I I'm concerned. I, I really am concerned, and I think if the Bears don't address it, I think if they try to do this thing with the Claypool, the Mooney, they try and – I don't know who the names are in free agency, but if they try and just gloss over it and not get a true number one, that 
they might be a playoff team next year, but they're going to have the same problems oh, as the, the Ravens Bears, do every single playoff season. need to cash in on a draft pick, a first round draft pick on a wide receiver. They yeah. need to take their shot. Marvin Harrison finding, Jr. They need to take Ohio their shot State. at trying to find the next Jefferson, the next Chase, the next London, the next Olave. Like, even something. if it's something like that, you know, it doesn't have to yeah. be this mega superstar breakout. It could be somebody who's still just Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. I mean, there's need so much depth coming out of wide receiver right now. They have to try and cash in on it. Yes, no doubt. They need. I do, have, I do to, have one more question yeah. about this game, though. Yeah. The Lions have just beat the Packers and the Bears back-to-back weeks. Yeah. I know they're mathematically pretty much out of this, but they're a game behind the Packers here. They've got the edge on the Packers. And I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I'm more so asking for their future. What's... What where where do we go from here? I guess is this are they gonna get to six to seven wins, have a mediocre draft pick, and just build the defense and through the offseason with another uh, cap? They might get another win or two. I think this stretch definitely helped Dan Campbell's case. I, I mean it's two think, division wins. When's the last time they did right. that? Exactly. I think ultimately he's gonna get another shot next year. They're gonna try and rebuild this defense and it's gonna be better. But on the flip side, I don't want to be the woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, that type of guy. Yes, they got the two wins. But they weren't, like, they, they scraped by, like, I was, I, when I tuned, I was watching the Vikings-Bills primarily for good reason during that noon window. I kind of thought the Bears were going to win that game. When they came out and lost by one, I was like, oh, oh okay. It was kind of surprising. You know, with the Packers, it's like, yeah, they lost the Lions, but when do we see Rodgers get two goal line picks? Like, there's just some – no, they won the game, so you can't take that away from it again. It's going to bode well for Dan Campbell. But it, it's not, to me, like this revelation or like, oh, the Lions, they're, they're coming up. I think, again, they get one or two more wins here, and they just run it back next year. I hope they don't become problematic. I believe Packers have another game against them down the line. Hope they don't steak another one from us. Like that's gonna be aggravating. But they're they're who we know they are. Like they they come and they show up every. And that's why I do believe as a fan and watching how the Lions play. If can if Dan Campbell does not get another shot next year, he's going. The Lions are. I, I, that's what I mean. The Lions are only. Robbing they're selling. Players. They're selling more tickets than they ever have. So at the very good. least, he's gonna, good. he's gonna he's because gonna get a job they're, because they're making more money. Here's the thing: as close as their wins have been, they've had close losses too. Minnesota, we just saw they went into Buffalo and won, and the Lions were, I believe, a score behind that team. Now it's yeah, you were close. You didn't win the game. But it's it's not this Lions team we know of, like blown out by 20, 30 points. Like every game they've been in. So as bad as the record can look at the end of the year, this is a scrappy football team. If they get their defense together, I don't think the offense needs a whole lot of changes. They put yeah, up 31 last Unless week. They make I don't think there's a whole lot QB they need one. to do. Unless they make the move for their QB1. Which you can't do, but I would honestly have to go check the stats on golf. I mean, I don't know fantasy-wise he's been relevant. I don't know what his touchdown interception no, ratio is. No, Jared Goff. All that. Jared Goff. He's number one pick for a reason. 
Yeah, but come on now. We, we know the problems with golf. We've talked about it enough. We know the problems. He can't, can't face pressure. He can't. Yeah, that's but the it just depends. And we just it had all discussion about how pressure is better than it's ever been. So Yeah, it, it's it's problematic, but it really does depend how the lines fall. If they fall behind Stroud and Young, I, I don't think they go get a quarterback. I think they can I don't get think you, I don't know if that helps them that much, though. I, I don't yeah, think I that. I think it'd help them down the line, but at, down the line, they're not going to have Dan Campbell. Like, like I think That's ultimately next year, they need to win some games. And if they don't get Bryce Young or Stroud, they're just going to have to run it back with golf. Yeah, and you just got to maybe add a guy on offense, but that defense needs to get way better. All right. But, well, let's, we, we got a couple games we can sift through pretty quickly here because yeah. they're relatively uninteresting. Uh, anything crazy from the Dolphins-Browns game? Yeah, that would have been the most anticipated thing of the day. My only point to make is the Jeff Wilson trade might have been the best trade we've seen in terms of the value the Dolphins gave up, which is practically nothing for a guy that people aren't going to acknowledge it. This is contributing. contributing. Yeah, and they were not a good running team. As great as this offense has been for the Dolphins, yeah. it was all through the air. They could not get really a whole lot going. Definitely not with Edmonds. You know, Raheem Mostert is he's all right from time to time, but He's not going to be your bell cow. Having a combination of him and Jeff Wilson, and oh, by the way, Mike McDaniel was not only their OC with Shanahan, but the run game coordinator. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely even more worried about the Dolphins than I was. This was a predictable win for them, but the fact their offense is really not missed a beat. And we've seen it with like even Buffalo and Kansas City. It, I'm not going to take anything away from Holmes because they did lose Tyreek Hill and he's having a phenomenal year. But the Dolphins, like, literally, when Tua is playing, they go over 30 every week. And so that that is something to keep Question an eye for on. You. Question for you. Uh, Tyreek Hill on, is after this week, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but prior to this week, he was on pace for 2,000 yards. Um, and I know he did not have the best weeks. Um, I think he only had, like, 40 or 50 yards. It makes sense, though. If he, hits 2000, if, he hits, if he hits 2,000, is he the MVP? Depends on the Dolphins' record. If they're a top two or three seed in the AFC, I think you got to hand it to them. I also think it has to depend on how Hurts his stat line plays out. He's had usually a, I don't a think lot Hertz of touchdowns. Is, I'll be honest. I don't minimum. think Hurts is in that conversation at all right now. Really? I think it's – Undefeated well, team. I mean, and yeah, if they very... go 17 and all, yes, he's in the conversation. He's probably going to win. But I think that Nick Sirianni is then the head, the shoe-in for coach, coach of, the of the year. year. And honestly, I think Mahomes is, is the MVP right now, midseason. I definitely think Mahomes is a better player. I would just have to, again, go and check the stats. Because I saw Philly. They're plus 15 for turnover differential. Oh, I'm not That's saying Halfway hurts. through the season. Like, it's it just the stats, I think, are really in Hurts' favor. So it's going to depend at the end of the season how it looks. If Tyreek Hill goes, like, kind of way over 2,000, like 2,100 yards or 2,200, yes, he needs to get yeah. that crown. He has I to. I um, but is this really shocking? Because he was getting these close to 200-yard games with Travis Kelsey and KC. I understand Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback, but – You'd see Kelsey get 100 yards, and then Tyreek Hill's over there with 150. So it's not like a complete shock to me. Um, I just think, like, is Tua going to be the guy that gets him 2,000 by the end of the year? I, is I'm that something? Sixth. 
he's on he's pace. on pace. So I mean, yeah, we're halfway so, through the year, and he's on pace. So I. I but I once it gets colder, like, those division matchups, dude, I, they, he's they got another stand of Belichick. Well, he's still got. A, I believe Buffalo is in there. Belichick's in there. Like they got some. The we'll typical see. AFC that's a good, slug that's a good fest. Point. Do do something do to watch. The, do the Dolphins fall off as they have to travel to Buffalo, the Jets? I don't know if they've been to the Jets here or not, uh, but I know yeah. they haven't been to Buffalo, and I don't think they've been to New England. So. Right. So things to watch, but yeah. ultimately still on track to be the Bengals of last year. Another Browns, uh, it is what it is. We'll pivot. Another kind of – it was a seven-point game, but I, I have a stat for you. If the Broncos have had scored just 18 points eight and one. in all of their games this year, They'd be eight and one. Yeah. So are we considering putting at least the top five worst trades of all time, this rust deal? I understand the season's not out yet. Top five worst ever. I mean re of recent recently, yes, but I bet you I can find I bet you I can find I think the Raiders Khalil Mack trade was terrible. I mean, the Bears traded him already. Yeah, but yeah. I understand it's bad. But regardless, you think of the Broncos are okay? Screwed. Then this is this is not better than the DeAndre Hopkins. Well, actually, it might be. The, the Broncos terrible. are very much screwed if he doesn't turn it around. I think that that Russell Wilson right now is being exposed for being one of the most fraudulent elite quarterbacks, which is so tough to we've see. ever seen. So tough. And once he beat out Matt Flynn back in like 2010, it was like, oh, it's such a good story. Third round pick. The Jaguars took a punter before him. It was like, geez, this might be the guy. And uh, yeah, he's a fraud right now. Mr. Unlimited, uh, he, he's limited. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. It's, it has been a tough watch every Broncos game. If it's like on my TV, I'm ready to just look at anything else. Like it, it's. And the it's thing is, they play brutal. such good defense, dude. Oh, they if you're play. any player on that defensive side, like have you be just so been pissed. like, can be like, can we have just gotten Geno Smith? And they're so like, screwed, dude, because they have him. They're paying him for so long, and I don't even think he. I think he, no one's going to trade for him. They can't cut him. It's like a hundred million oh, dead no. cap. Yep. They're, they're so screwed, dude. They're stuck. They but, are stuck. Uh, Titans rolled. That's yeah. expected. Got Classic Titans. Low scoring. They get they it done. Away, they find a way to win the game. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Uh, Giants Rable. over Texans. Don't have much to say here. They're no, I saw Dable get kind of fired up. But, yeah, at the end of the day, they won the game. And Texans are on their way to getting Stroud or Young. I think yeah. it should be Young. But. Not a whole lot to add there. I think the Giants have to have more in-depth analysis depending on the next couple of matchups. Yeah. All There's right. Let's let's ta- let's tackle the big one here. Um, this is probably the second best regular season game I've seen in my entire life. The only one yeah. that compares that comes to my mind was Rams Chiefs, like in Monday Nighter when it was like fifty to fifty and just ridiculous and then outside of that arguably best games i've ever seen playoffs included uh this is up there with bill's chiefs last year i mean this was just so ridiculously stupidly entertaining (laughs) i mean i as a football fan man i don't screw being a packers fan and, and not supposed to like the vikings that was so fun to watch man what agreed i mean round of applause 
for just a gutsy win. I don't even know how else to put it. You're back. Their back is against the wall. This is a fun football team to watch, man. Their back is against the wall almost every single week. How can you not like Kirk Cousins, man? How can you not like Kirk Cousins? No, I'll tell you I can't like Kirk Cousins. Besides Besides uh, Well, it was 24-10, and honestly, I almost shot you a text. I was like, so did everybody tell Kirk Cousins this was going to be like the primetime noon game? Because he had like two picks. It wasn't looking great. Kudos to him for battling back. And again, I, I would actually almost say Josh Allen needs to rein in those mistakes. Josh I understand Allen, his center no, at the I end there kind of no, the, the I jag snap. I will be the one to say it. He a bad interception to close the game. He threw another yeah. one uh, that wasn't great. I can't remember when that was. Uh, I don't you can't fumble the snap. You cannot no, no. I don't care about the center. You can't fall, fall on top of it. Fall on top of it and fall forward. Fall You're on top of it. Josh or, Allen. Or literally go and shotgun and take a safety. That would have been better. Yeah, but you know, honestly, given the situation, yeah. Here's what's here's what's so crazy about this game is not only did that happen, the Vikings did they get the ball first? They did. So the the, the Bills, all this coin toss stuff from last year's playoffs, all this, oh, you know, we can't yeah. play defense, and you know, they need to change the rules. This is stupid. All this, all this complaining about the rules. <laughs> they lose the playoff, the, the coin toss again. Or they no, they win it this time. Or did, I believe they might. I, I think they won it, and that's when. No, they lost. Things kind of. The Vikings went down. They got. They a still stop. got the ball. They yeah. got the ball, and then what does Josh Allen do? He throws an interception. Right. I have some. I have some shade to throw Josh Allen's way. I, the Bills. The Bills are too reliant on Josh Allen. I think that's what I'm oh. trying to say. And you you do know the corner situation in the Vikings, right? Because actually, there was yeah. a time that game was 24-10. I believe Cam Dantzler went out, and I was like, wow, now this is it. Like, the the Bills should just, you know, choke hold, get things done here. And Josh Allen didn't do that. And I think it's one of those things that separates him from Mahomes, obviously. But it's also is like... <laughs> I don't mean to turn this Kirk Cousins way because again he won the game and I'm not gonna I'm going to pump all the brakes on Kirk Cousins because at the end of the day this was a noon game this was a overtime win due to the snap at like that just got dropped whatever happened between center and Josh Allen yeah you went in Buffalo you got it done I, I concur but. I still am not. I'm going to ride this till I die. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way the Vikings rise and go in Arizona, who, wherever the Super Bowl is, and Kirk Cousins is holding that Super Bowl trophy. Not even MVP. You know, just man, like, for Kirk's sake, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I'd love to I see would, him overcome the doubters. But I will say for the Bills' sake, no team that has gotten beaten by Kirk Cousins has gone on to go to the Super Bowl. That's never happened. So from this point out, Bill no, I have extreme concerns about Buffalo because at this point they a are going to have to go through Miami in Miami, which they already lost there, uh, and they and lost the Jets. B, which really is well, it hurts their record. It hurts, it hurts their, record, their record, which is very B, important. If they get through Miami or whatever comes first, they're going to have to go back 
to Arrowhead in Kansas City and okay. find a way to slay their demons. Um, and while as a fan, I actually love it because it's, you know, oh, it's, it's great football, man. Every fairy time. tale. We'll love to see it. But, but I think we we know um, Mahomes is going to run out. Josh Allen, I, I'll pump the – I have the shade to throw, but I also want to – I will gas him up a little bit because, dude, he's so good. And he's – It the is only, one game. The only, it it's is one, one game. game. They're six and three. Like I said, they're uber dependent on him to play good, to be relevant, and they are very good. They're a very good football team because Josh Allen is a very good quarterback. So. Agreed. Um, I guess I'll flip it back to the Vikings because I, I don't think this changes much for the Bills other than technicalities when it comes to playoff seeding. I, I still think of them the same way as AFC contenders. Agreed. Vikings, yeah, it doesn't change how I look at them. The Vikings, what's what's left besides Kirk? Is there anything left for you to seriously consider them a top four team in the NFL? Um. I... At the moment, you I would slot them at four being generous. I, I would have to go through all the teams and whatnot. Well, who's, your, who's the three ahead of them? Because how do you put Buffalo in front of them? It's a fair point. It is. They went into it's Buffalo, just, stole a game. I mean, they, I've never people, seen somebody stole steal like that's, a game that's like that. That's my thing. Is like I believe Buffalo beat KC by three. Then they not earlier in the season, and, and I still kind of hold. Here's what I'm trying to. Here's what I'm trying to get at. I'm not in higher pick, regards. I'm not trying to pick who's better than who and, and get really specific about power rankings because who yeah. cares? My question is, uh, outside of Kirk, is there anything hesitating you from saying they are a top two team? to represent most likely to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, defensively I'm still not sold. I, I still I think mean, that I that's problematic. That. I still think I that I mean, you can say what you want about an aging secondary, but I, I mean I guess they didn't give up 30 points. I uh, say they gave up 30 to a Bills team that really can't run the ball outside of Josh Allen. And that's why I'm like they run into Philly again. Though, they're gonna run they're running they run the into, same juggernaut. Whoever they run into, just throw it to number 18, and he's going to carry you to victory because, wow. From time to time. But who who stopped him around the year? It was Philly. I am, concerned about his Philly. Way. I am concerned about And I, I think even – and it really depends on matchup, time of day for sure. And there's just – there's a lot of outside factors that – I would love to be like, yeah, I'm sold on the – well, I don't want to love to be sold on the Vikings because they're the Vikings, but there's still a good amount of season left. A here's, lot can happen. Here's where I think we're both at, and correct me if I'm wrong, but here's, where, here's at least where I'm at regarding the Vikings and the rest of their season. I see no logical reason to not, like, admit that they are a Super Bowl contender at this point. There's no way that you can look at them going into Buffalo and winning and being like, yeah, they're not a contender, right? At the very least, they're a contender. I will but, say the contender, but I'm not going to be the guy it, that, like, uh, when they lose midway through the playoffs, and be like, that's where oh, I'm no way, no way. That's where I'm going. That's not going to shock me. When you go look at their franchise's history, yeah, and when they've been in this situation, uh, they have this reputation, this Minnesota sports repu- repu- reputation, that it's just, like, complete meltdowns on the biggest stage, and 
While I would love, so do the Buffalo Bills when it comes to that exact same thing, right? Four straight Super Bowl losses. Oh, I'd love to say, oh, this is the team to get over the hump. I can't be that confident when it's Kirk Cousins, primetime Kirk, who's going to have to be the one to carry them to get over the hump. No. That's my number one concern. And that's to Vikings fans out there listening, that's the only thing I can say is holding me back from being like, yeah, they're a favorite. And you know what? I will even admit, yeah, they're a favorite. Because they they literally they're eight and one. They just went into Buffalo, beat Buffalo. I, I, you know, they got blown out by Philly, but that was early in the year. So you know, who cares? Uh, while I do think some of their wins are somewhat fraudulent, it's the NFL. Everybody's wins are fraudulent. If you want to play that game, oh right? yeah, like, you can nitpick everything. Every yeah. NFL team is an NFL team, and I, I, it annoys me to an extent sometimes when teams start to get. You know, it's okay when it's the first three or four weeks of the season. When the Giants, when we talk about them, when they get to five and one, it's like, okay, they're not frauds anymore, guys. They're just an above average team that beats these below average teams. Let's see if they can beat one of the teams we think is really good. And they beat the Packers. It's like, okay, yeah, they're really good, right? Even the Packers yeah. are bad. But my final statement is this like the Vikings, I just, as a Packers fan, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get a smile on my face thinking about the playoff collapse of the Vikings because it feels eminent. Oh, yeah. And for people that think, like, this is just a recency bias thing between the, you know, the Case Keenum-led teams and whatnot, um, this is just my last statement. No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the 15-1 and Chris Carter. I was thinking Randall Cunningham, Randy Chris Carter. Brett Favre, NFC Championship, like – I'm talking about the Blair Walsh 30-yard field goal. In Seattle, like, yeah. Just, well, not in like, Seattle, but against Seattle. Like, yeah. there's so many just examples of this team just not getting it done. So it's like, as great as they look, they could finish this rest. They could go 16-1. and one. And I, until I see something drastic of them just overpowering their opponents and just clearly the true cut number one team, even then it'd be like, well, they have Kirk Cousins. Like, there's just so much going against them throughout history that, like, I want to say this: though. never going to be sold. If they're going to do it, if they're going to do it, they have to find a way to get ahead of Philly in the standings to be at home because they have a really right. good home field advantage. And if they have to go to Philly in the NFC Championship, or even if they have to go good to Tampa Bay and beat Tom Brady at home, stuff like that, right? I don't think it's happening. Saw what happened when they went to Philly in 2017. I think this is a better team than their 2017 team, you know, but yeah. I also think Philly's yeah, and better. Tom, I also Tom think Brady Philly playing Super Bowls in Arizona. He, he does. And uh, Brady's not a guy that has problems in domes either. So a lot to uh, unravel for them in the next coming weeks. We'll what see a game, if they can though. keep things afloat. Yeah, what a game. definitely. Game of the year so far. Definitely in contention. Um, any more Ooh. noon games on the slate? There's yeah, we got a couple, we got, right? Uh, Saints, Steelers, uh, nice pick with the Steelers. I really don't have much to add here. The two poverty teams. I've written off the Saints. I'm done. Yeah, that was – you said that, that was, was the like the kind of the last straw. That was the decider. Uh, TJ yeah. Watt did make his return and a uh, very clear difference from the from the start. I didn't think he was coming back yet. I, I originally thought it was going to be like week 14. Torn back uh, is uh, – that's a – It's a weird – yeah. So good to see him back. Difference maker. I I think they're mathematically out of it, but it's going to be classic Tomlin. He's going to find a way to be 
either 500 or just above it. And um, they'll play spoiler because yeah. Tomlin wants to. They'll say yeah. the right things to make them play spoiler. They won with Duck Hodges, you know, a couple of years ago and yeah. Mason Rudolph. They find ways to win. So, yeah, this wasn't shocking to me. But fortunately for the Saints, you can call it a season. Jaguars, Start looking Chiefs. for a quarterback upgrade. Yeah, Jaguars, Chiefs, classic like Trevor Lawrence performance at this point. Plays really good, but not good enough to win. <laughs> no, like, yeah, he ain't gonna outdo Mahomes. Yeah, he ain't gonna outdo Mahomes. Uh, the biggest difference maker here, I think, um, Mahomes or Lawrence in the passing game was really good. They missed the production from ETN. Yeah, just and interesting. They missed the explosives. Uh, he did. He did have eleven for forty-five, average four yards carry, but no touchdowns, and they probably should have got more touches if he's averaging four yards carry. Uh, but you know, I don't know about the game script. I, I was watching. The it was the game, game flow so. for sure, but. Ultimately, to see Lawrence not completely but this fumble is, was like, this is what you right. had to say is uh, Christian Kirk, nine for 105, two touchdowns. And, and you know, this receiving core is better than. Um, no, he's you know, been we, we quietly could've... really good all year, yeah. Christian Kirk has. So, and then, and then you look something at the to watch. Side, you look at the flip side, Mahomes, 334 touchdowns. It's just, yeah, it's, you don't even, you know, every couple weeks it's coming, no matter who he plays. Yeah. It's just, generational talent man there's not right. much more to say i believe that leaves us with one more noon game and i've been waiting for this one because this was this this one put a big smile on my face let <laughs> me tell you colts at the raiders jeff saturday. Raiders really got moved to noon jeez jeff saturday or as my friend said jeff sunday because what a day man <laughs> But what a performance makes the gutsy call to go back to Matt Ryan. And then, like I said, check the receipts. Check the receipts. Like I said, O-Lyman's going to get in there. They're going to have a burst of energy. And Jonathan Taylor's going to get unlocked. Boom, like clockwork. 22-147 and a touchdown. I mean, I've... I've, (laughs) This was this this just put a big smile on my face, man. They're four, five, and one. Probably not gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna have to pull off a miracle to do that. Still an with battle. Especially with Jeff Saturday. But it was very much a great thing to see. It, it really it really made my day. And then it got even better in the afternoon window. But uh yeah, you guys check out the TikToks. I've started to just start a trend. I'm just slandering Josh McDaniels on TikTok at this point. Like, he deserves right, it, especially after this garbage. The, the, yeah, a bunch of people come out and that's say, what I like, said. "Oh, these coordinators were putting in their time. They're they come in day early, day out. Really? That's what Josh Mc. I don't see Josh McDaniels doing that. And even if he is, what does it matter?" Because Jeff Sunday just came in there and kicked this can. I mean, so I will much, give dude, him Bill credit to that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Those comments really made me so mad. Because it was like, do you guys not oh, understand the concept too. of an interim head coach? Do you not understand right. that? Like the Jeff Saturday coach, in his first press conference was like, if I'm not good at this in eight games, I'll walk away. Yeah, But, hey, one game in, he's pretty good at it. Yeah. And it's just like – it was just – to see his reactions after just getting blasted by the media all week long, yeah, all week long, and then Taylor rips that sixty-yard touchdown, and they cut to him on the sideline. He's running around, chest bumping the OC, giving yeah, hugs yeah. to the DC, going nuts. It's literally like he's coaching a high school football team. That's literally yeah. what it looks like. And you just you love, you just to, love to see people having fun, man. Especially, you know what? I, I'm an honorary fan at this point. You love to see it. 
you know. Yeah. Um, no, shout out to the Colts. On the man. flip side, they, Ryan, made the, they made the other team you know? cry. You know, they beat them that bad. So oh yeah, no. Their guards down bad. The entire Raider fan base is down bad. Everybody that's playing still down bad. I don't really know what to say at this point. I mean, they've been dead, but holy cow, like this was like this was Mark Davis came out and said McDaniel's job is safe. He might want to run those words back. I think Mark Davis's job isn't safe. Is he the owner or the GM? He's the owner, I'm pretty sure. It's the only reason why. That's the only reason why. Why is his job safe? Please explain to me what reason, for what logic should his job He be said Josh Dale's doing a good job. Doing a good job. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I have nothing to comment on that. All right. Or in the Raiders stink. All I have to say is more Jeff Saturday praise because Jeff Sunday Love it. Praise. Love it. Yeah. Can't wait I'm to see just, him next I'm week. So excited. I'll tell you what. If they go on one year, it's going to be legendary. I do have a question. I, I Do you recall if the benching of Matt Bryant? I was under the impression it was a Jim Ursay decision. I think it was Reich. I th- well, I think that's apparent now, but I remember that story being ran as an Ursay like thing. And yeah, so but Reich, we both kind of talked that it seemed like Reich was saving his job of like this team isn't too great. Let's go to Ellinger. And I guess it just seemed like Ursay was just not on board. Because if he was on board, then you would have kept Reich around with Ellinger. And he was like, no, I want this team to still compete, which Reich clearly couldn't do. And um, so I, I think ultimately he's just like, yep, Jeff, do what you can to get us to win. And Jeff, hey, as Jeff probably one of – hey, Sunday, like one of us, was like watching practice this week and was like, uh, yeah, Matt Ryan's clearly the better guy for Sunday. <laughs> Uh, let's roll with him. And man, almost had a 40 yard run. So uh, 39, so I mean, funny. he ran more yards than his age in one play and he's old. So like yeah. they, at the end of the day, good for the Colts, solid moral win. We'll see what does for the rest of them. Um, but the thing with the yeah. Colts is they're so, they're so weirdly like, cause like there's an element to the Colts where it's like, Okay, the Raiders are two and seven. Mathematically, you have to write them off. With that tie oh, yeah. in there and being four, five, and one, it's like I'd have to look at the rest of their schedule. But it's like, hmm, they could they're go not on done. a run here, and theoretically, they're not done. You know, same, they're not done. You know, I would argue they're less done mathematically than the Packers. But we'll talk. No, about mathematically, them next. they are. They're yeah. four, five, and one. Packers are four and six. Yeah, yeah, like they, they, yeah. And division, the way their division sits, Tennessee's good. They're not as good as Vikings. So yeah, the Colts actually have a far better chance, yeah. numbers wise. I'd love to, to see it. Oh man. Oh, what a story that would be. I'd have to what buy jerseys, man. Story. I would buy a Jeff Sunday. You know what? I might do it anyways, and just put it on. Yeah, just, just for, for every just for podcast the meme, man. for the future. Um, Gotta love it. What a ride it's been. What a ride it's been. Uh, Cardinals, yeah. Cardinals, Rams. Before we get to the Packers, Cardinals, Rams. That's gotta be one of the like weirdest. Like, uh, Colt McCoy still being the league is intriguing. I, I do have to say, yeah, he'd be a good one for who he play for for the NFL. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I knew that because I'm an NFL nerd, but like, I was like, dude, he we got, got drafted like 2010, hey, we 11. To, we got to see Trace McSorley. Love it. Love to Throwing see it. Throwing it on a dime. Love to see it. Rams keep not even trying. Alive. He's not, not even, trying. even trying, but just skipping Briarwood. 
I mean, player what, number what, nine. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, he just, just, but realistically, though, the Cardinals win. Does this do anything for either team? No. The Rams are more dead than no. we knew, yeah, and the Cubs Cardinals hurt. are and four Cubs, and six. Now Cubs hurt. Um, yeah, and, I picked the Rams to win this thing. game because of the trend with McVay, and then Stafford doesn't even play, and it's like, right. oh, you know. This, but quick question: Do you do you see they cut Eno Benjamin today? They cut him. They cut. Is he not like a rookie? I thought he. Was. I saw. I saw on my phone leaving work, and I'm like, wait, what? Uh, and he's not like he's even bad. Even if he was a two or three year guy, I don't no, understand why they he was cut a seventh. Feet. Oh, I know why they cut him. Uh, he was a seventh rounder in the 2020 draft. That's why they cut him. They have no draft capital. At all. But he was their backup. Uh, do they? It was Connor and Benjamin. Connor. Oh yeah, they don't have Drake anymore. Drake's with the Ravens. Edmonds Dolphins. That's why I was like, oh, okay. Know. I guess I'll drop him from my fantasy. I don't really get the point in cutting him. Although Keontae Ingram. If you want, yeah, if we want to use him, all right. But I I don't think, especially this deep in the season, when the Raiders cut Jonathan Abram, I'm like, this deep into the season, you're cutting people? Like, okay. I just don't know if that's necessary. Yeah, I just. I don't know how they really improve that running back room at this point. Um, but All right. ultimately, dud of a game. We can move on. I've I'd been, love to move I've on. Been... <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. I've been trying to avoid oh, this yeah. I really don't know how to feel about it, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead, man. Cowboys go into Lambeau, go into OT and lose. Good old Mason, Mason Crosby, seal the deal yet again. Done it many oh, times. With back pain, I might add. I want to say something luck. here. I want to say something here. I'm looking at the box score. I didn't realize it was this bad. Aaron Rodgers, 14 of 20, 224, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones, yeah. 24 carries, 138 yards and a touchdown. A.J. Dillon, another 13 carries. That's 37 rushes to 20 passes. Crazy what happens when you commit to running the ball like we've been saying for weeks. Mind boggler. Mind boggler. And I think the oh, what was so glorious about all this. It was what I've been saying since the first day. Even the cops are out to get me. Like this guy's he's on something. <laughs> he's, he's next level. The Packers, this is all they need to do. You saw four or five yards, four or five, three yards even. That threat of we're going to hand it off. If Rodgers pulls that thing out and he's still got the ball, if you, if one, any one of your guys committed a little too much to the run, Rodgers will burn you because he's Aaron freaking Rodgers. Six incompletions on the day. I understand he only threw it 20 times. That's all he needs to do. That's all he needs to do. Exactly. Having three touchdowns, Christian Watson. I was a, I was like, if we can just get this guy healthy, having him in motion just does so much. He is like, and you're like oh, this is He's jumping MVS. the gun. I don't. I don't. That's your safe comparison. He does. That is like he's MVS right now. He's MVS. Yes. We never, we yes. never even that's used MVS in this way. 
We never even used him this much in motion. And MVS never had three touchdowns in a game like that. And furthermore, the amount he was open by against a Dallas defense that has been very good this year. They had Cooper Rush for a majority of those games. And we'll get into Dak Prescott later. I got some slant, not even slander. It's just the truth coming his way. Christian Watson had the best game from a rookie since Randy Moss in 98. Like it, it was that good. Oh, ironically against the Cowboys. But that is something uh, that here for the, I'm always here for the Cowboys. Oh, we love the Cowboys slander. Just check America's in. team just, with just McCarthy's in. coming in for revenge. Still I don't give noise. a crap. Oh, he was coming. Lombardi. Yeah. Lombardi. Oh, he came in with the Lombardi fit too before the game. Funny how he didn't have the balls to wear it during the game, but he came in with the, oh, um, yeah, this is my Green Bay. It was tough to leave title town. Get out of here. We never need you, dude. It was Kellen Moore and the def- that team. He's just the, the clapper. He's just the clapper. All right. He's what Jerry Jones put him. In. I don't care what he's got to say. I don't care what Dak has to say. I'm coming for him because. Those two picks to the same guy, Rudy Ford, at, who had a heck of a game, by the way. Actually, crazy, I think that's uh, a crazy what happens. Thing. Crazy what happens when Eric Stokes goes down and Joe Barry looks at his DBs and he's like, hmm, maybe we could like mix maybe things up here. Maybe we should make yeah, a change. let's make, mix things up. So let's move Jonathan Savage to the nickel. Yeah, no, they, they moved. What they did is they moved Savage to the nickel spot which I've always thought was great for him because Savage is very aggressive. He's Savage, right? It's in his last name. So he's going to go and try and make plays. Rudy Ford's a rookie, and he stepped in. He looked fantastic in that safety spot. He was running down, making plays. He had the two interceptions. Heck of a game. But on the flip side, Dak Prescott, this is going to be up for debate because I know you were a very you know, strong campaigner of this. Do they lose this game with Cooper Rush? Oh man, it's a great, it's a great. And great, furthermore, incredible question. Furthermore, Dak Prescott, hot fireball out of the sky take. What makes him better than Kirk Cousins? What makes okay. him better? All right, I he is an overrated points. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has more playoff success, and we're all like, Dak Prescott, million dollars. He should just get. He assumed right into his job when he didn't look that great. It was he at CD Lamb. That's really all he did. He made some bad throws on Sunday. He made. I some, think. I think the case. The case for Dak Prescott being better than Kirk Cousins is that he. They arguably the same, but he has at least he has worse weapons, which is true. I would Justin Jefferson I would is right better now. than CD Lamb. Yes, and I'm, I'm saying. Yes, yeah, Thielen is better than Gallup. Right. And Hawkinson is better than Schultz. I mean, and Cook is better than but, Zeke. Right. But would you also give the notion that the Cowboys have more weapons than the Packers? Receiving. Receiving. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Even running. I mean, Pollard's great. Pollard's and a so stud. We put the, put, we put, right. And we put Dak on this threshold. I, it depends who you ask. But I've never like been kinda... that high on Dak, so maybe I'm not the guy to, to have this debate with because I, yeah, I, I yeah. Look at, but I look at it and I say in that mid tier to me, I don't know what makes him that much better than Kirk, but I also don't know what makes Kirk that much better than Dak. So right, they're kind of in that same tier with like right I now. Obviously, Kirk is playing better. Like it's, it's, right now, it's obviously just... Kirk is at the top of that tier, but like you know, for the past couple of years, it's been 
you know, bounce back and forth. Who, who's hot? They're usually the best, right? So I, I have a question. Uh, I, actually, I don't have a question. I, I have a statement regarding the Green Bay Packers and what was different, just evidently different. And ironically enough, somehow, if the Packers season is safe, I'm not sold on it being safe, all right? They still have an incredibly tough schedule, okay, to get to a point yeah. where they could somewhat sneak, somehow sneak into the NFC playoffs, which are jam-packed because everybody's mediocre, right? But it's yeah. possible because of that at the same time. So um, <laughs> if it goes down that Mike McCarthy, Save the Packers season somehow. I just think that's hilarious because it was very clear to me. <laughs> it was very clear to me that not only was Rodgers fired up because McCarthy was there, so was LaFleur and everybody else. There was a clear, and even in the stands, clear evidential difference in extreme difference in body language from Aaron Rodgers. And that bled to every other player on the field. Go watch Rodgers no after he hits the long bombs, okay? While they weren't connecting earlier in the season, he was rolling his eyes, being you know, everybody hates him, all this stuff, and he's getting a ton yeah. of from the fans. He shows up finally, and I won't, I was kind of 50-50 on the Rodgers hate. I was like, well, you know, he's probably not for the best for the future, but I'm not going to say he's horrible. Like, I know he's still capable of doing what he did yesterday. Um, yeah. I would probably, probably 60-40 towards hating him, but um, – <laughs> There's just the clear body language difference in leadership. Yeah, yes, the difference in that. leadership and passion. The team wanted to be out there. Like that, it, it sounds like basic like high school football analysis. You go to a game like, oh, that team they enjoy football more. They want to have more fun. No, but, you, but it's you so saw, yeah. it's so it was so apparent and true. And I genuinely think it was literally sparked by Mike McCarthy. Because there's no reason it shouldn't have been there. Like, I think that the Packers got so far up against the wall that it took something like this to just piss Rodgers off, right? To have this guy come in here that's big. He's, he's, he just he doesn't like the guy, okay? I don't care what what hugs you want to show. Whatever relationship, yeah. Handshakes, yeah. whatever. He doesn't like clear, the yeah. guy, man. And if you're Matt LaFleur, you have no more reason to be motivated. Your back's uh, against the wall as a head coach. You're being questioned, and now the guy that you came in to replace is having a better year than you, and he's coming into his former place to beat you? You can't let that happen, man. You can't yeah. do it. And so to be down 14 points in the fourth quarter, come roaring back, you get redemption for this. Everybody has claimed this absolute miss on this early second-round pick. You get extreme redemption. He finally shows what he's capable of, capable of doing. He stays healthy the whole game, you know, how that's been, right? And yeah, um, yeah. I, I just, it all revolved around Mike McCarthy sparking something in 12 and 12's energy bleeding over. And that's been the number one complaint. And I would agree, it was valid. The number one complaint was that Rodgers was a terrible leader. <laughs> I mean, there was a quote before the game that I don't know if it's true, but O linemen were saying they felt like Jordan Love should start. Like, that's where this team is at. And then they come out and have a performance like this, and it's like, okay. I don't yeah. know. It's, Rogers just gets off on being this miraculous hero, and sometimes he's just, he was just he was just up. It feels like he literally was just 13-3 to three too many years in a row being the number one seed. He's like, ah, number one seed doesn't work for us. Let, let's just lose a couple games, get behind, and then, you know, I'll turn I'll turn on the switch. <laughs> and it's like LeBron. It's like LeBron, Cavs, second, second stint with the Cavs, LeBron. Like, I'll just cruise. 
And then when it gets to when it really matters, I'll turn it on and, and we'll, we'll be there. Hey, hey, I love that. I'd love if he pulled a LeBron. Okay. Got us I say crazy all that praise. I'm going to say all that praise to still say, I have my concerns about the Packers. It's very clear that if the Packers are going to show up and be able to beat the Cowboys, they can beat any team in the NFC besides maybe the Vikings or the Eagles, which puts them in the playoffs, which is where they need to be, where anything can happen. Okay. But, yep. <laughs> but this team eight days ago lost to the Detroit Lions. Yeah. So you want to talk about it. Well, if they just go in there, don't throw three red zone interceptions, the road from four and six is a lot different than five and five, right? So absolutely. I I'm just concerned. I think they put themselves too far behind the eight ball, and I'm not sold that they're gonna this could be a one-off performance. I'm gonna be genuine. It could be. I, I it could be a Mike McCarthy, like, oh, you know, this is all they got. Because I think everybody's gonna jump back in and be like, oh, the Packers are back. The Packers are back. They finally figured it out. And I they still have their schematic problems. If they can commit to running the ball 30 times every game, then yeah, they're going to win more football games. But. That's all they got to do. And ultimately, we'll know. They got the Titans on Thursday and then the Eagles the following week. We're going to know right away. <laughs> We're going to know right away if this team is legit, if the Eagles are going to get one of their first losses on the season. We're going to find out. And if it doesn't happen, they sit at like four and eight. Very tough to get a six or seven seed at nine and eight. Possible. We'll have to see the rest of the NFC shakes out. But all I'm saying is uh, back in 2010 when they were uh, 10 and 6 and the underdog of the entire playoff and beat Steelers, who were the consensus favorites. Uh, yeah, no, nobody's really asking too many questions then. So we'll see. That's all. They still got to get through Minnesota too on the schedule. Yeah, and at the time, it was, we got to get through Chicago, and they made Jay Cutler and that defense look like crap. Well, not really the defense. Our defense stepped up. But at the end of the day, uh, anything can happen. Like you said, they get in the playoffs. I'm going to be just as happy as I am today. That's all it is at this point. Survive until they get I would love to take 10 more losses on my picks throughout the year. I would love to. (laughs) Hey, I would too. It bodes well for me. Was there any other afternoon games? Uh, no, we, that was it. That I could insane. rant about how amazing this team is uh, all oh day long. God, but Oh, man. Saw a light at the end of the tunnel He still gave up 28 points and 100 yards rushing to Tony Pollard. I mean, it's, it's – Tony Pollard's good. Okay. It's, he's, he's faster. He's, um, he's fast, man. Okay. When are the Chargers going to take the step – to like actually being a, 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 a like a team that wins regular season games. I mean, if they get a real coach, there's that. You don't you don't hire a D coordinator that is Aaron Donald and Ramsey. You think he's good because he's got two of the top five players in the NFL? Come on now, we we know Brandon Staley can't coach. This is nothing new. They need, you know what the other thing is too. We mentioned this. It's not a Chargers personnel problem. It's a, have, you don't know what you're doing with it. Problem. No weapons outside of Austin Eckler. I have nothing. Which is partial to injury. A lot to injury. Yeah, but the even then, even then, even then, Keenan Allen is he's not. I think he's more overrated at this point. I think he's overrated at this Tough point. To Mike, say, Mike but Williams is not a wide receiver one. Like we no, can all agree Very on good that. too. He's, he's on that kind of clay pool level. So I would agree with you. I think this team's starting to become a little overrated in terms of personnel, but I would also concur that uh 
there's teams that have done a lot more with less. Justin Herbert is like a modern day younger Rodgers. He plays hero ball every single week because of what they put out there with. Yeah, it's accurate. If it only could translate a bit to fantasy, then help a lot. Of people the only difference, the only difference is that Rodgers was winning the division all those years, and he can't get through. Yeah, games. when you play against Mahomes, it's that's a tough ask. But you know, 49ers, they find ways to win. They do this every they, year. Yeah, they do this thing like, where, they, where trade, they, they trade they trade seventeen draft picks for one guy, and then they rush Elijah Mitchell four times more than him. You know. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Really weird, and they keep all these games really close, and their record never really screams how good they are till they get to the playoffs. They're always but... dinged up. They're always dinged up. Yeah, no, it is that is kind of the reality of San. I Fran, don't think but... I'm going to be brutally honest though. As high as I am on the Niners, I'm I'm really starting to doubt if they have a chance of beating Minnesota. We say that every Philly. year. I thought they were going to get dog walked by the Packers last year, and. Here we are. I mean, yeah, that's no, but that's the Packers. Why would the Packers ever dog walk the Niners? That never happens. You talk about, yeah, this, you talk that about Minnesota. That's a stupid that team. team. I went to that game and I knew it wasn't going to be a dog walk. Okay, let's, wow. let's relax now. Let's relax. Yeah. That's fair. But regardless, fair. Yeah, it's they made the, the conference championship last yeah, year. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is that's their see peak. how they are. Like that's their peak. Like, They're going to get to the, the divisional round and lose to the eventual Super Bowl. You know player fairly or... jimmy g-esque actually jimmy g stat of the day in uh games where he throws no touchdowns which has been 12 of them he is 110 He's well, I, that's the dumbest stat i've ever heard oh, oh i'm just gosh. saying uh, they don't need this dude to win they could literally run it with and, and that's over. where that's where like, you it, just feel bad like I, I, for Shanahan, I, man. No, I was excited to watch trey lance this year man Oh, yeah, me too. I I think that would have been really cool with him, McCaffrey, and Debo. You could have got really creative. Do they do they do they go for McCaffrey if they have? Oh, I think even more so. You think of where they were at the beginning. They were like three and four, whatnot. They'd probably be like five and two. They'd be like, oh yeah, let's go like make this legit. Now it's like you said, seal realistic ceiling conference championship. I don't think a lot of people are putting this team in the Super Bowl. But it also wouldn't shock me. They're coached well. They have a good roster. Just matters if how bad Jimmy G sells. Pass rush, you know. Yeah, it, it really is. Just is Jimmy G gonna be Jake yeah, I mean, from Jimmy, State Farm G or what? No, was he Jimmy G was worse than Jake from State Farm Jimmy G in that divisional game against the Packers last year, and they, they still, still won. won. Yeah. See, so yeah, at the end of the day, what are you? That doing? guy. I've never been at a football game and seen somebody play so bad in my entire life and still win a game. Still win. They didn't have a first down until like halftime. I swear to God, it was insane how bad he was. He was like dropping shotgun snaps and like throwing interceptions. It was atrocious. <laughs> and the Packers are worse. So, um, hey, going to relive tough memories for you. All right. Yeah. Well, well, let's run down. Um, where we're at with the picks so far. So uh, you are going to leapfrog me. Um, I was up by two at the end of the week. You're going to be up by two next week. We both have the Eagles tonight. You are 10 and three. I am six and seven right now. Wow. Um, both missed on the Bears. Both missed on the Falcons. I had Seahawks. I had Bills. I had Saints. Uh, and then you had Vikings. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Uh, and then you had Cardinals and Packers as well. And I had Rams and Cowboys. Um, we both hit on the Niners. We both have the Eagles. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Crazy week. I'm just surprised, honestly, week. after 10 weeks of this, uh, to still have it be so close. <laughs> you know, I felt like one of us would at least, we haven't had a margin bigger than like four or five at any point, And now we're just neck and neck every week. Um, yeah. And I think it's just going to keep getting closer. Truth be told, like, yeah. we have a couple very picks, but more down the wire, we're really starting to see these teams take shape. It's more just depending on matchups at this point. Yeah. And then uh-huh. in terms of uh, in terms of fantasy frenzy for the week, I'm looking pretty good. We were talking about it beforehand, but I'm at 127. You're at 96. You do still have yeah. Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard, uh, but I had the head strategy with AJ Brown. Look, I'm, I'm very pleased with it um, because if, if Jalen Hurts is gonna have a good day, it's a chance it's going to AJ Brown. So yeah, kind of uh, need a Jalen Hurts Fields type day, <laughs> not yeah. to look at AJ Brown at all. Yeah, Fields was uh, he's the difference right now. That was such a good pick, man. Such a good pick, man. Yeah, um, but Jefferson was a good quick. pick. Your big miss, honestly, is Cup going down. Yeah, he only scored two point nine points. So Ooh, boy. that's a big uh, that's a that's a big miss. Um, that was then, twenty. I was counting on man. And then I had, I mean, you had down weeks for Tyreek, which is still what, fifteen points. So it's like still baseline, right? Yeah, and then uh, Diggs had a good day. Uh, we didn't talk about the digs and Jefferson catches, but yeah, those things, those were sick. I don't even know mm. what else to say. Uh, Chubb at 15. I don't think he got in the end zone. That's literally the only thing that would have been different for him. And then Eckler struggled a little bit, 13. So, you know, could have been better. But yeah, yeah could have, should have, would have. 39 from Fields right now is that's, that's that's boosted my numbers quite a lot. So that'll do it. Um, that'll do it yeah. but yeah as always i mean i think that's going to close it for today but as always you know be sure to check us out on tiktok we're posting more and more stuff on there every day like i said i'm starting no you doubt. know a series where i just kind of slander josh mcdaniels and uh <laughs> praise praise jeff saturday but uh keep on the lookout for more tiktok content youtube uh instagram and uh yeah we'll be back tomorrow with nba tuesday and uh oh yeah closing, closing thoughts no nah, just looking forward to the nba uh conversations tomorrow. Looking forward to some who he play for. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's always a fun one. And, and uh, some Lakers and slander. because Go Bucks tonight. We got the Hawks again. We need Yanni to play. We need to take down Atlanta. They got <laughs> one of the two losses we got on the year. So, uh, looking for revenge tonight. That's all, all I'm right. going to say. All right. Uh, with that being said, you know, take it easy, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening. Let's go.